Hi, this is Shelley Treacher from the Binge and Overeating Recovery Podcast. Today's podcast follows on from last week's podcast about embodiment. Last week, I started to explain how you can become in touch with your body's experience and how that can help you to start to manage how you feel instead of comfort eating. Today, I'm going to carry on with that by leading you through something. But first, a question has come in. Are cravings for food physical? I've also been asked to talk about serotonin and the reward system in the brain. For me, as a body-centred psychotherapist, this is so interesting and so relevant to this week's subject. The simple answer is that I don't think our experience can be separated into purely physical or purely emotional. There is research to suggest that the body and the mind and the emotions all act as one. You could say that when we're hungry or needing a certain nutrient that we get physical hunger pangs though. It can also be proved that addiction to sugar, for example, creates physical cravings. I don't know about you, but I literally feel a desire to be satisfied in my mouth and around the edges of my tongue when I want sugar. I'm going to guess that that is where the sugar receptors are. But even with those experiences comes a charge of energy or emotion. With real hunger, I feel a desperation. What about you? My whole body starts to go into alarm and food focus, and it must be satisfied. And with a sugar desire, I start to feel a kind of a mania. How much of this is physical and how much emotional is really difficult to determine, if not impossible. The work of Dr. Sarah Leibowitz of Rockefeller University shows that there are similarities between neurochemical mechanisms in the brain areas that control the consumption of fat and carbohydrate and various emotional behaviours like novelty seeking, impulsivity and anxiety. Her work shows that this relationship in the brain promotes the consumption of fats and carbohydrates. I'm putting a couple of links to this research in the podcast so that you can look into details for yourself, because to be honest, I'm not a research scientist. There are also many other people who've done research into the relationship between the vagus nerve and overeating, and into the relationship between hormones, serotonin, dopamine and the gut. So I'll also put a link in the podcast to a list of some of these research articles so you can have a look for yourself. I think that's going to make more sense to you than I could actually make of these medical scientific terms. But here's an important part of Leibowitz's work that is relevant to you. She says, an important concept revealed by these findings is that specific neurobiological systems and diet intake are functionally linked within a positive feedback loop with specific diet-stimulating brain neurochemicals that in turn stimulate further consumption of this same diet. She continues, This diet-neurochemical-diet feedback process, while appropriate for producing overeating and gorging under conditions when food is scarce, helps to explain the eating and body weight disorders that develop when sugar or fat-rich foods are abundant. The same thing happens in our brains with other chemicals like nicotine and alcohol too, by the way. 
Her work also shows that there is a relationship between the inhibition of serotonin and dopamine, which usually promotes satiety, which stops us eating. A relationship with that and carbs, fats, alcohol, etc. All of this is all the more reason to be in touch with your body's experience when trying to overcome comfort eating. So in keeping with this, it might be interesting for you to note the mechanics of your next craving. What sensations do you have in your body, in your tongue, in your mouth, in your throat, in your muscles, in your body, your posture, your breathing, and even in the soft parts of your torso? For me, I know that I become tense quite quickly. There'll be a strong urge in my mouth and throat, maybe even in my arms and hands, as I start to reach out for this substance. I might become tense and speed up to find this substance and stuff it in my mouth as quickly as possible. As if it's before I even notice it, before I can back out, like someone is watching me but has turned their back for a second. <laughs> but that person is me, or you. The way the awareness of this actually works for me is the minuteness of the detail. So every second that I crave uh, junk food or sugar or, or something that is in my mouth and in my throat and in my whole body, and you know, this happens in a split second, I'm on the way to the cupboard, but I'm being aware of exactly what's going on in my body. And there's been very many times when I've thought, oh, actually, I'm just responding to addiction or to something that I'm feeling. And so I have been able to stop myself in that process by slowing it down. And that's kind of the point of all of this. But now let's talk about becoming more at home in your body. As promised, I'm going to lead you through an embodiment experience. But please be aware that this podcast does go a little bit deeper than my previous podcasts. Today, we start to get into how to cope with emotion by allowing and exploring it. So please also be aware that some of today's podcast might touch you more deeply. For some, it will be a relief to finally start opening this up with curiosity and with understanding. But for some, it might be upsetting, as it might start to touch in on the deeper hurts and developmental pain. I will talk more about that, the childhood wounds and developmental trauma another time. But for today, I urge you to use the self-regulation tools that I've been teaching you and to listen to this when you're ready to go a bit deeper into understanding the emotion behind comfort eating. So now I'm going to lead you through an example. So get yourself as comfortable as possible and close your eyes if you're willing, or just make sure that you're not staring at a computer screen. And just start to sense into your breathing. Notice the fact that you're breathing. And then call to mind Whatever comes to mind when I say, think of somebody or some place that you feel safe. Just sense into what that feels like. Notice any details. You might see the colours of the walls. You might see what that person is wearing. But notice their face. And notice more how you feel. How do you feel in the presence of that person who makes you feel safe or that place that you feel safe? What kind of experience do you have in your body? 
This doesn't have to be massively profound at this point. You might find it profound. You might go deep really quickly. But just that sense of safety, that smile inside, that ease and that comfort. And maybe come up with a word or a phrase or an image to anchor you into this place. And notice if you can, what sensations in your body are telling you that you feel safe. Is it just a sense of calm in your whole body? Or is there a particular place that just relaxed in thinking about feeling safe? So allow yourself to take a deep breath. We're going to shift into something else. I mentioned last week exploring the sentence, how you look is perfectly acceptable. We're going to explore that sentence now. So again, close your eyes if you're willing, or just keep your eyes soft and start to drop into your breathing and your body and your posture. And do whatever you need to do to observe what happens in your body, in your experience. Just to observe whatever comes up on any level. It could be an image, it could be a memory, it could be a sensation, it could be an emotion. It could be anything really. It could be something quite strange that comes out of the blue or it could be something really familiar. So just notice what happens inside you when I say... How you look is perfectly acceptable. Just notice whether you had any strong reactions and keep noticing what's still happening. Just notice any reactions, any positive or negative reactions. Follow, observe, allow. Watch what happens when I say how you look is perfectly acceptable. Just keep watching the reverberations of what happens now and next and next. If you're feeling activated, if you're feeling some emotion or you're feeling a charge in your body, this is the system activated. Something has been triggered and it's worth exploration because it has a message for you. It's your system feeling a little bit of a threat or maybe even a huge threat. So now let's go back to resourcing. Remember that place or that person that you felt or the word that you came up with for an anchor? Allow yourself to remember that again now. Think of someone or some situation that makes you feel safe. And again, just notice how your body calms down Notice your body response and how you know that you feel safe. What would that part of you or that safe person say to you right now? What do you need? What do you want them to say? And if you can, fully allow that experience and allow yourself to have what you really need. Feel the safety in your body and your safe experience. Allow yourself to open your eyes and fix on something that makes you feel safe. It could be an object in the room that is really familiar to you or that has an emotional significance or just looks pretty. And just tune in to the tone of my voice as we carry on, knowing that I would never 
criticise you for the way that you look. I would be interested in who you are. And there are other people who would feel the same. I'm sure you have a friend you can think of who would be really loving towards you because of nothing to do with the way you look. What we've done here is explore the steps to embodiment and working through your embodiment to something more resourceful. First of all, we explored the sentence that how you look is perfectly acceptable. I'm imagining that most of you responded with, that's not true, in some form or another. You may have been more aggressive with it. (laughs) But really, that's a thing inside you that gets activated that's already there. Every time you look in the mirror, maybe every time you have to go out, there's in the back of your mind or in the forefront of your mind the thought that you're not acceptable for how you look that there's something wrong with you, that you look ugly, that you look fat, that you look horrible, disgusting. All these words I hear on a daily basis. But so that's triggered when someone says to you, but actually you look perfectly acceptable. You don't believe that. Your unconscious belief is that you're not acceptable for how you look. So what we're trying to do is explore that, see where it came from, see what wound that it touches and work through it to heal it. And what you've done With that is you've acknowledged some of what's going on inside you with that sentence and then you've brought compassion to it by remembering the resource, by coming to something else, another experience in your body that feels good. And this is the way to heal with these things, to bring it out bit by bit in the unconscious and put it together with compassion and resource. I can't tell you enough times how effective and powerful compassion is in healing. If you're feeling energised or activated after doing all of this, I'd suggest that you do step four. Go and do something with that energy. Read, research, listen, write, or go out and do something to contribute to whatever cause you believe in accepting who and how you really are. You might not feel stimulated at all after these exercises. In fact, you might feel the absolute opposite. You might find you want to switch off, become numb or even sleepy. Often the first thing my clients experience when they become embodied or when they start to become embodied is exactly how tired they really are. So don't be surprised if you need to rest. Another response that's quite common is feeling frozen. There is often a feeling of not knowing how to do this and panic. This taps into a fear of getting things wrong, which is a much deeper script that you might have running. I've done a podcast before on looking after other people's needs and being the person who is always looking after someone else rather than looking after yourself. That's relative to this response. So if you're feeling frozen, you might want to listen to that podcast next. There'll be a link to it in this podcast. But if you need to rest, rest. If you feel anxiety, take that as valuable information and use some of the other techniques I've talked about in previous podcasts to be kind to yourself. As I said last week, what I'm talking about here is starting to see yourself and your defences as something to explore and be curious about, rather than to suppress or to fix. The point of becoming more embodied is to notice how and when we cheat ourselves of being engaged and kind to ourselves. Areas of our body and brain 
work together to decide how to respond to any situation. Most of this happens unconsciously, especially with comfort eating. One reason I value embodiment so highly is that getting to know your system from the inside will give you some conscious control over that. As I said last week, it's not a simple quick fix process to overcome the habit of comfort eating. But the great thing is that when you work towards it, you get to practice feeling better about yourself and who you are every step of the way. This is the secret. This is the key. This is the thing that will help you choose a remarkable or an astonishing life. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Embodiment, as you can probably tell, is a subject very close to my heart. If you want more help with it, please join my support group coming out very soon. Next week, I'm going to be recapping on a lot of the things that I've said so far in this whole podcast. I'm going to be talking about what all this stuff actually means and how you can really stop comfort eating, how all of this stuff works. So join me next Wednesday. And please do get your comments and questions to me. I am absolutely loving your questions and I've had some good feedback that other people are finding them useful too. Everything you tell me is completely confidential, so please do make a contribution if you want to. If there's anything that you need to know the answer to, I would love to attempt to answer it. And this can be to do with anything that might cause emotional eating as well as just about comfort eating. So you can ask me about emotions and psychology as well. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next Wednesday.